0: Music from D.C. and Baltimore, you'll find it all here on Corridor. Waltz is a Cut, Time, or Straight 4-4, four four. you'll find it all here on
1: Corridor. This is Kelsey, this is Quartercast. This week's guest is Queen Wolf. Not too long ago, we had a really good talk in their, their amazingly lit practice space. We covered a lot of stuff. Um, why they're tired of white dudes in the band, some of the lineup changes they've been through. Uh, you'll hear about all of the the podcasts the band members have, subscribe to all of those, uh, there's, including a new one about the landmark film Titanic, so um, get on that. They have an album out called Unsung Monsters, it came out a little while ago, but it's really good, check that out at queenwolf.bandcamp.com, you can also get some merch at queenwolf.com. I'm going to play you Where the Wasps Are off their EP Hollow Queen. Before we get to that, let me give you the usual quick Santa Labrata update. Uh, last night, as I record this, we played a show with Manish Manners and Joseph and the Beast. They were amazing. Unfortunately, it's Joseph and the Beast's last show for a while, but they, they really went out on top. So if you haven't picked up Gold Light from them yet, make sure that you do. If you've been with this show, you've heard a lot about that album already on the episode with Joseph. So thank you very much for having us on that show. I also want to remind you of the San Labrata digital album release party. That's going to be March 17th at Windup Space. We got Holy Fingers, another friend of the show, and Gateway to Hell on there. So it should be a good time. Come by. It's $10 at the door, but you get an album download with each admission, so you can't go wrong. All right, now that we caught up on that, let's take a listen to Where the Wasps Are. As always, feel free to get in touch with me at CorridorCast at gmail.com, CorridorCast on Twitter. There's a Facebook page as well. Send me your music. Okay. Queen Wolf, Hollow Queen, Where the Wasps Are. pretty early uh thanks for making the time and uh thanks for having me at your practice space this is fun there's like crazy lights and shit it's a good room thank you for
2: coming out to our our goofy japanese arcade practice space (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: so to start with i want everybody to know who's speaking this is a pretty big band Um, can we just go around starting with you say your name and what you play or what you do my
3: name is annie and i play the bass
0: My name's Christy, and I play the guitar.
2: (laughs) My name is Mike, and I also play the guitar.
3: My name is Flash, and
4: I sing. My name is Chuck, and I play drums.
5: Okay, well, all right. So
1: let's just start at the beginning. Um, it, it has uh, have there been have you guys been in Queen Wolf the whole time, or have there been like lineup changes? Or oh, have there. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, been lineup yeah. changes. So walk me through the um, the iteration of this band. Where how did you guys meet, and where oh. did you come from? <laughs> oh
2: Lord. Um, so Chuck and I have been playing together in in various weirdo bands for a bunch of years. Um, Queen Wolf started in July of twenty twelve. Me and Chuck singer named Sarah and a bass player named Thagis and a guitar player named Alex and then Alex moved to Philly to do musical theater and we got a keyboard player named Yoko and she was great until she got deported back to Japan oh, shit. and then we were four-piece for a while and then we found Christy on the internet in a Facebook, Facebook group. group I just joined some rando Facebook group and said hey Anybody who's not a, a white dude want to play guitar? And he had a really nice picture. And I was, Did I? What yeah, was it? it was like
0: the squid thing that oh, you were wearing cats? at Artscape. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was
2: good. Um, and Christy was the first and only person that answered. It was like, great. <laughs> <laughs> you it, was, cool it was love at
0: first sight, yeah. Well, the only
2: person I wanted to talk to. Sorry, white dudes who opened your emails all with, Haha, I know I'm a white dude, but... Yeah, it's in the instructions. I don't Did want to you, talk to you. You got a lot of those then. <laughs> oh, a bunch. And they all started out that way. And look, being a white dude, it's not that I don't like white dudes. It's that I've got that covered in this band. Mm-hmm. I don't need... There's enough of that perspective. What, tell
1: me more about that. Why, why was that a, uh, a stipulation for you?
2: I mean, if, I met, if I'd met the right boy, it would be <laughs> different, right? But there's, there's plenty of that. Like, that's a perspective that's well-represented, and if I found another dude like me who listens to all the same shit that I listen to, that, like, it's just gonna be more of the same. And I'm not... Like, we weren't interested in that. The the One of the few guiding principles this band has is that we want everyone to have their own space to do their own thing in the context Unless of the band. Unless you play drums. Unless you play drums, <laughs> then you will do what I say when I say it. Because I'm right. Uh, like... We want everyone to, like, we don't tune in the same tuning, even the, the three of us. Like, it, everyone contributes their own thing in their own way, um, and that's way more interesting to me and to us, I think, if there's a diversity of voices involved in that, and not just Four dudes are all like, "Yeah, I like Metallica too." <laughs> That's, that ground is covered. Isn't, you know?
3: isn't that what we are, though?
4: Oh yeah, we're sure. I mean, we're yeah, all we all just, are just a Metallica five dudes man. who like Metallica. Sure, <laughs> but we're five diverse dudes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You also made a good point when I, I had asked the same question because, like, I saw the the email or whatever, and I was like, "Why no white dudes?" Because I'm also a white dude, and I was just curious why he said that. And, Basically, if you're a white guy, you're already pushed into doing whatever, and you're um, kind of boosted up. Like, yeah, do the thing you want to do, and, and you're encouraged all the time. Girls are not encouraged, so if you're playing guitar or bass or whatever instrument as a lady, then you're probably doing it because you love it and you want to do it, not because somebody has encouraged you to do it. Yeah. So or you want committed. to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know that's mostly why you do it. Well, true,
0: true. You're pretty good, it, pretty
4: good. <shrimp>. Yeah, just, trend,
2: right? yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just shredding Just shredding everything
4: Just a heads up They not have to be
2: shredded uh, <laughs> they don't threaten you know? me with a good time
1: uh, huh? right. Well let me ask uh, the women in the band then What do you think you bring to this From your female perspective That might not otherwise be
5: there If this was a band of white dudes Just white dudes Well uh, let's be clear That the three women in this band Are the only women Or the only people in this band Who have ever had musical education
2: mm. <laughs> <laughs> I took high school Band. Well, yeah. Trump I was, in high I was a music major in college. Yeah, he I didn't was a recording that. major. How at dare you. English. I saw like recording I had, major. Were you a yeah. recording yeah. major or yeah. music yeah. major? They're the same track. I still had to do like composition and music theory and all I remember, that.
5: Nonsense. You, I thought you told me you'd never taken a theory, music theory class. No,
2: I never paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> but I took the classes yeah. I just didn't respect them at the time because I a piece of garbage. That,
4: that wasn't a dick oh, of That's my also literally how Mike and I met.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh well, yeah. In recording class.
4: That's cute. Isn't it?
0: It's really I just thought you guys had always um, known
5: each other. Like, you were separated at birth. No,
2: we were just the two part. crustiest, grumpiest dudes in that class. <laughs> well, I was like, you like metal, right? Like, yeah. Well, it To
4: give you a point of how much Mike and I um, knew each other but didn't know each other, uh, we had met at shows or whatever, and I'd seen his band in Bel Air one time, and I saw him down in Ocean City that same summer. I was like, hey, man, I saw your band. And he was like, yep. And that was the conversation. <laughs> and there was one I was like, cool, that's awesome. And that was it, until I saw him at UMBC.
2: To be clear, I'm still awkward as sin like that. Got it it's got nothing to do with you people no. of the world. Sorry, I'm just a weirdo. Yeah.
5: No, I wasn't trying to cut a uh, a check of mic, but I oh, do, no, I hard. do, uh, I, because I love the movie. But, um, I feel like I, with Christine and Annie, who, or recent, or, Annie, you're still in school? You're still in I'm still in school yeah you would know if you paid more attention <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like it's like bringing me back to that music theory class that I also never paid attention to um, they're really brilliant and uh, like when it comes to the the science behind music and I feel like I'm just getting an education from them a lot some of the days um, which is really awesome and it helps when you're like just out of school and you haven't forgotten everything. Mm-hmm. Oh. But that's what those two give to me every goddamn day, and Aww. also a picture of Christie's cats. I need those today in my
2: place. Sergeant Judy Pepper on Instagram. Yeah,
5: yeah, Sergeant Judy Pepper, please.
2: Sgt.
0: <laughs> Judy Pepper.
1: So, uh Christine, do you have any perspective you want to add on that as well?
3: I think women bring <laughs> <the> dynamic awareness. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> dynamic awareness. <laughs> <laughs> Diversity I don't mean issues. to like stereotype anyone, but yeah. like a lot like like you kinda of mentioned it, we've <coughs> seen a lot of dudes in loud bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like sometimes <clears throat> quiet things are good too. Mm-hmm. You know. True. I don't know.
0: It's a lot of loud white dudes and sometimes we get a little quieter. Or yeah. we're like, there's nothing wrong with relaxing.
5: Although I do think, like, having known Queen Wolf before I was in the band and having seen them, there, there's always been a perspective with the music and the lyrics that come out of this band, even pre-having uh, this band be a majority female group, which it is nowadays, which is awesome, um, there's always been a bent of feminism and sort of highlighting um, the politics of being alive <laughs> and being yeah. a minority of any sense coming out of this band that, that's always been something that's been present and that really speaks to the feminism of Chuck and Mike and, and how they are as musicians. Well, period. us be it's Mike. Mike <laughs> is definitely a fantastic ally. Well. <laughs> and a great feminist.
2: But it also is, I, I think, for me and Chuck at least comes from um, being from a more punk rock kind yeah. of background. That sort of social justice orientation thing is just kind of baked into it mm-hmm. um, very baked and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that so I think that just naturally then extends
4: yeah yeah I, I like even before this lineup or it was never like like, the all-white dudes. I feel like we're just, like, bashing no. white dudes. I'm like, fuck yeah, <laughs> those guys.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yes, sorry, if you look at my record collection, it's just a giant, smelly pile of white dudes. <laughs> so like, I, I think I they, like you other fellow Okay, fellow
5: look, guys. white dudes don't need you to tell, like, them they're okay. They know. Yeah,
0: okay. You're
2: right. They you calm down, down right. out there, cracker, all right? You're fine.
5: <laughs> I, I think we have... listened to literally anything else, and you'll find yeah. out how great you
4: are.
0: <laughs> I think they, they, they have some good ideas. Not, <laughs> not a lot. I think we should listen to them sometimes. But honestly, we should... Leave the tough decisions to us we we all know we use more
2: reason you know the problem is that even if they do have a good idea I only listen to it when it's repeated by a woman
3: (laughs) that's very true good
4: now as ladies what would you have uh, rocketed into space other than a sports car (laughs) a giant tampon (laughs) space (laughs) tampon just for (laughs) some DNA a sports car
0: size tampon yeah right right
1: Nice. Oh Good. Jesus. Alright, bring it back to the music. Yes, <laughs> yes, sorry. So, um no, no, don't be sorry. <laughs> this is fun. This is great. Mm. Um, so uh punk rock is a big influence for you. I hear that a lot. I hear some metal tingy things. Um the vocals are beautiful. Thank I you. kind of get a sense of um I hope this isn't an insult because it, it, the the Paramore singer, I hear a little of that. I don't know if that's something sure. that you're into. So, do you have vocal training? Is
5: that an influence of yours?
1: What are your influences? My, my background's <laughs> actually musical theater. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh <laughs> Can't yeah. you tell? Can't you tell? Um, <laughs> why her public
0: speaking it, like, skills?
1: It's <laughs> an enunciation that you have. And yeah. Like a, a, yeah, definitely. I actually do hear it.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah.
5: It's, it's real fun. To, like. I, I So, I grew up doing musicals my whole life. It's what I studied in college and, and what I still do. I know of Queen Wolf because the former singer Sarah and I are friends and we're both members of uh, Baltimore Rock Opera Society. So that's, musicals is why I'm here. And actually, Christy uh, played in pits for me like 10 years ago and I do not yeah.
0: know her. <laughs> for you or for the theater? For the theater. Well, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> it or... Right. No, but I was. Yeah, <laughs> I was in a pit that you were doing a show in when I was like 17. Yeah. Had and idea who. we had no idea that one day this would happen.
5: Yep. Um, so, like, all growing up, and, like, especially in college, like, it was my pipe dream to sing in a band, but I have this, if you've ever seen me in a musical, I have this very traditionally loud musical theater voice that's very bright and doesn't really translate well. And then along came Queen Wolf, who has this really um, diverse sound aesthetic, where somebody can have sort of this bright, loud um, voice with all of this like opera behind it, because I think that's something that me and the former singer share, because she was also from a musical theater background, Mm -hmm. that uh, you can take something really pretty and bright, like I, I believe my vocals to be, and marry them with the darkness and the sort of extensiveness of what the band is putting out as well
1: you know what else it brought to mind was uh, Pat Benatar actually because she also she came from an opera background oh my god I did the wrong <laughs> yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah, no. the this. yeah okay, <laughs> thanks alright well, that's awesome thank you Got yeah it. that's and cool battlefield what it was a
4: battlefield <laughs> love it, so it battlefield indeed time. amen that? But, but, um, I've been trying to cover that forever and, well you know how covers work <laughs> does
1: it just leave you a heartache to heartache yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're
2: generally awful at agreeing on songs to cover <laughs> mm. Like part of part of the curse of the the everyone having a super diverse point of view is that we hardly like any of the same bands even. There's like there's a lot of crossover, but it isn't like everyone's like we definitely all love. You might get like three or four of us, and then one person that goes, mm, "I don't it's like." It's gotta be related. <laughs>
1: One, one other thing I heard is actually on the uh, the lead guitar licks. I, I love the angular nature of them. Is, is that a at-the-drive-in kind of thing? Or where is That's, it coming from? The lead
2: guitar is all Christy. All I am the rhythm guitar player. Okay. If you hear anything impressive, that is...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so tell me about that. Uh, am, am I right there, or is that just something I'm
0: Um. am uh, I listen... I mean, I don't really... I have, I've listened to one at-the-drive-in album, like, once. I like them. Yeah.
1: But, so where
0: do you, where do you come from then? Where do you come from? Uh, right I get like, a, when I was really little, I liked classic rock. Mm-hmm. Name, like names. Yeah, <laughs> name names. Aerosmith. Yeah, say uh, is the greatest band of all time still to this day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like ZZ Top, ACDC, up on all those. And then when I got to high school, I liked a lot of like, jazz and other types of rock and I realized that music that was made today and not like 50 or 100 years ago could still be good <laughs> <laughs> despite saying I like jazz and then um,
1: I gotta ask you though real my... quick where do you stand on Pink Era Aerosmith
0: what's your take? I'm cool with it <laughs> oh, okay. all right. All right. I'm down with it I'm wow. down with all the horse shit garbage <laughs> I don't care yeah
2: Christy's here for all of yeah, it yeah I'm here for all of it
0: I've seen them live four times nice. when I was like eight and then, like, 10 and 11 and 14, it was,
4: it was fucking awesome. Yeah, she had the benefit of being young enough to not know the older stuff at first. You were like, it was all available. <laughs> right, like, I just knew, like, the the 70s, good,
0: you know, the better stuff.
2: When did you start getting into, like, Django, jazz? and?
0: Um, Not till, like, probably three-ish, four-ish years ago, like, midway through college, maybe. Maybe three years ago, midway through college, yeah. And then I was like... God, yeah, I know, I know. Oh, so much to look back on. <laughs> I've done so much. Such a rich life. But yeah, and then so I started doing Django stuff. And then it wasn't honestly until like the last year that I've really gotten super into it. But
1: Maybe I'm hearing the jazz stuff. Okay. Hearing, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so how does it all Thank fit you. together for you guys? What's the songwriting
0: process?
2: Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> uh, it depends. Occasionally uh someone shows up with like a full damn song totally written sometimes you get one riff and usually how it goes you just mess with it you get one riff and then maybe another one glues to it and you get a third but the third one sucks so you try a fourth and turns out the fourth one sucks more so you go back to the third it's all if only there were a standardized process Mm
5: -hmm. well
1: sometimes chaos is the best uh best way to create right and it's so inefficient no <laughs> <laughs>
4: but whatever it's the, it's the way that it yeah. happens for us yeah. so it's fine also we try to record a lot of practices so when we do find like the little gem and the pile of shit then we have it recorded so we don't forget it um, which helps think, like, workshop it exactly gotcha
1: all right, well, let's move on to On uh, Sun Monsters. The album, I think you guys said it came out like a year ago now, right? Last, Last April. April. Last April. April
2: 20th, 17th, so, yeah. almost a year.
1: Uh, tell me about recording that and uh, the process of writing for it. Hmm.
2: Well, so, uh, our uh, original singer, Sarah, had left and Flash joined. Our original bass player, Thagis, moved to Manhattan to run some water filter company, hmm. which is weird. And we got, got a water. <laughs> yeah, we got a bass player named Tyler, who was a wonderful man, who was just not the right person for us. And um, why? He was, <laughs> <laughs> he was white dude.
5: He was a white dude.
2: Hey, got look! Look, we tried internet. All right, <laughs> we gave you a shot. You ruined it. <laughs> um, so it was it was a couple of songs that we re-recorded because we were playing them differently, and some songs that were new. Uh, mostly recorded it live in here. Oh, really? Um, your yeah. self-sufficient in that sense. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing our own recording for a long time, and I record and mix and master stuff for other people. Nice. So, like, it, it, it kind of is... Like, we record all the practices, and it gets to a point where we go, I think we're ready to do, like, the air quotes real recording now. Okay. Uh, so we did, and then my computer crashed and burned and died. Oh, shit. Uh, and most of the sessions were just gone. Like, a couple of them I could still open, but some of them I just had the mixes as they were, so I had to match the sessions that didn't die to the mixes that were left over. It was very frustrating. But also, it turned out fine, and I'm happy with it. But so, it was nightmarish to do. I <laughs> imagine.
1: So being able to record in here, um, how does that affect uh, the the uh, your actual recording time? What, what I mean is, like, when you go into a studio, you have a time limit, you're paying money. Do you feel like things might... Are, are you tempted to have things drag out a little longer than you might We're not otherwise? tempted, but it
4: tends to work out that way. Um, Like, we have a, we have a, as far as tracking, like, we usually have, like, like a day or two for drums, and then we'll do guitar overdubs, because my schedule's the hardest to match up, because I work opposite everyone else. I work nights. Oh, uh, so, well, we so we do play. I. Okay, yeah. and flash. But you're the last stage anyway, so really that can be done. For true. Time.
5: I recorded Mike's basement. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so we kind of, once we get the drum takes down, then we kind of take it from there. We try to block it out towards not eating up too much time because being that we have like the unlimited time to do whatever we want and extend it as long as we could, we definitely would. So we got to kind of restrain ourselves a little bit.
5: I think it's- one of the great things about being in a band with Mike too, is like, like you're saying earlier with Christine and Annie who are just brilliant and, um, and having Mike around, or they're all, everybody's brilliant, but, um, having Mike around who knows so much about recording and is, it is such an amazing, um, Sound engineer is like, the one thing he always talks about when he's recording other people's bands is like, don't record until you know the songs. Like you, you act, like there is no doubt, like you are prepared to lay that down in one to two takes if you have to. And I think that that's where we usually get to when it's like, okay, we can probably lay this song down now. We're not discussing anything else with it. There's nothing more to be learned. Like we come prepared and, and that is definitely a, a, um. Offshoot of being in a band with Mike because you you just see it from who else he works with.
0: Mike is the best recording engineer of all time. <laughs> Even yes, if you won't definitely say not it, true. it is true. It's not true at all. It is true.
2: Um, I, the <clears throat> the process certainly recording with computers as one does these days. These young whippersnappers with their <laughs> computer machines. You can you can certainly drag on forever and do a million takes and never commit to anything. Um, but over the last couple of years, my process working with other people. Um, and just my process working with the band has strayed far more toward, yeah, know, know the song ahead of time, make all those decisions ahead of time. And we're dude, was that take good? Was that a great one? Great. We just don't like this line. Let's punch it in right now. And then it's done. Just finish. You're not going to worry about it. we are not going to go back and look over vocal takes yeah. and any of that nonsense. So in the past where maybe we might've tried to do drums first and then overdub guitars and, you know, try to do a Smashing Pumpkins album, basically. <laughs> At this point, we it's more or less just live and then add vocals to it, which if we had a booth in here where we could get, you know, the symbols out of Flash's mic, we would just do it live. Mm. Cause we're very much of the mindset of being, you know, we're a band mm-hmm. band. Yeah. If you can't go into a room and play and be a band, then you, you're not ready to record the thing yet. Yeah. If yeah. you don't know your lines, you're not ready to go on stage yet. It's the same thing, you know what I mean?
1: I kind of like the Steve Albini philosophy of, like, if you come in here sounding like shit, you're going to sound like shit, and that's just what it is. Right. So yeah. You guys can of take that. Um, I noticed that you re-recorded uh, Clove Smokers. Why Why do that one again? What were you trying to do
5: differently or um, improve on that one? There are a couple songs that were re-recorded for Middle Distance, right
2: there? Yep. Yeah. Um,
5: Taking on Water, Lineside Waver, yep. Clove Smoker, were those the three? I think it's
2: just those three. It was as much that we were still playing them it was well. a part, of, part of it was that <clears throat> we wanted to get a picture of that band at that time, and the oh. things we were playing. Uh, part of it was that uh, some of the parts were played a little bit differently, um, or Flash was singing them differently. Um, so it seemed worth recording again. Oh. Um, and, and in contrast, we recently decided, like, all right, we're throwing out all the old songs, we're just going to write and play all new stuff. We're playing, like, two songs on One Sun Monsters in our set right now.
0: Yeah. When Annie joined the band. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So I didn't have to learn... Right, (laughs) which was
0: recently, and she joined because she's a friend of mine, by the way, and because she's she's fucking awesome. (laughs) I wouldn't say that, but (laughs) it's definitely (laughs) nepotism. She got (laughs) in. She is a friend of mine.
5: Yeah, she does show up. Her bass playing's
0: (laughs) fine. It's not. It's not. (laughs)
4: What (laughs) do (laughs) you say? It's (laughs) very basic.
0: Yeah, it's (laughs) very (laughs) basic. It's not a sitting.
4: It's not a sitting. I'm
5: editing that out. Good. Thank God. (laughs) Um, it was, I think it was, it was like Close Worker is maybe one of, it's in my top five favorite songs that this band has ever done. And I wasn't around for it, for any of it, for the process or, or creating it. I love that song. I was really excited to be able to sing it. And it was so different, I think, than the version that's on Middle Distance. Just because, um, I don't have the power in my low range, uh, the way that Sarah does. So we, we took the entire vocals up the octave, didn't we? Yep. Um, which, which created sort of this weird jazzy, uh, like, like 20s fucking speakeasy Mm -hmm. vibe to it that that I really love. Um, it's, it's always, it's, it's great to be able to like, as a singer, I don't know, sometimes it's really fun to be able to come in and be like, Oh, I know this song. I've listened to this song. I sing this song in my car. And now I'm going to be able to like give you my interpretation of, of how this is done. I think that's always the easiest to do with with vocals to be mm-hmm. able to like take somebody else's work and, and reinterpret it through your own vision.
1: For sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andy, we were just talking about you joining the band. How long have you been with Red Quinmol? Yeah, was it? I think September.
2: September. Yeah, past September. Oh, okay. yeah. So like,
1: than a year. So um, I guess
3: if you guys were friends, you you probably were familiar with the music before. <coughs> yeah, I'd seen them play. I think once, and I had like heard the the new album when it came out, but yeah, that was... I really only knew Christy. I really know these other guys. Okay. And so how did that transition go? So did you kind of
1: come up with your own bass lines or did you learn the ones that were already
3: written? Uh, I learned the uh, the informal formal audition process was like I learned one song off the album and that was like, learn that as it is. And then uh, there was another song that was Newer, that didn't have I think a form like a pinned down baseline, so mm-hmm. they were like write your own, so that we can see what you sound like. That's and then you, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there was another one <clears> that they had j- kind of just come up with, and they said like it was kind of like a make it up on the spot type thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Total rude, throwing through <laughs> yeah. deep end trial by fire stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. rude to do. Yeah, get through it. Super. Effective. <laughs> and it's not like it was hard for her to do or anything and, he no. showed up <laughs> yeah. and had great tones sounded great and had awesome bass lines she'd learned the old shit and written better parts yeah. in spots so like probably after this, cool. probably after the second song I think me and Chuck were looking at each other like yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna work out and that's our bass player well awesome I have good taste <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's very uh, cool I'm kind of jumping back. Flash, I'm sorry, to what we were okay, just fine. talking about. So, um, no, no. Singing, singing other people's songs, what's it like to sing other people's lyrics? Do you, uh, is there, are you
5: comfortable with
1: that? Theaters. <laughs> uh, <yes>. Theater! Um, <laughs> <laughs> Theater. I, guess, I guess
0: you're used to it. Yeah.
5: Yes. Um, I think, you know, it, it was, the lyrics that come out now are, are, are mostly mine. on Unsung Monsters, it's a, definitely a mix of, I think, Sarah Hermans and yours well, and lyric writing
2: has always been collaborative. Yes, in this band Like we have a Google Doc. You know he is. Uh. Well, right, right. Rip, rip <laughs> Google Doc. Oh. Rip lyric- the Queen Wolf lyric slalom. We lost that.
5: Yeah, our, our lyrics, our lyrics that we've been writing over the past year disappeared into the void of Google Drive one day and and there is It got gone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can't get it back. So files. um we've been writing new, new stuff and remembering some of the gems from the old stuff. And that's really, like, what sort of we've been taking away from it. But um, So it's sometimes it's really nice to be able to sing Mike's lyrics because his perspective is so much different than mine, and the way he comes to writing lyrics or the way his his lyrics sound are so much different. I tend to be a lot more metaphorical and poetic (laughs) with a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, and Mike has a much more direct point of view to some of it. And that's always really nice because it makes me feel like um, like I get to be somebody else for a minute when we're up there where it's like this is, an, this is a really great way to, to express a piece of myself but through a, a completely different lens, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty dope. Yeah, well, I mean, like, every fucking lead singer in a band is acting, and if you don't think that you are, you're fucking lying to yourself. <laughs> and if you aren't, then you're probably not very good. <laughs>
0: nobody Or,
2: or a crazy person. Or a crazy person. Which, crazy is, which person. is my favorite. I mean, yeah, like, that is Oh, you. that's Talk not an act at all. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. yeah.
5: It's, <clears throat> like, you have, there has to be a, a mentality to it when you step mm. out on that stage of, like, I'm, with, like, I'm the baddest bitch you've ever met. You want to be me. And if you don't, you're lying. like if you say you yeah. don't you're fucking lying. And that's like you have to. Otherwise you're like, oh my god, this experience is terrifying
3: and I don't yeah. wanna go home. I mean
2: I I still get staged fright. Being in front yeah. of people terrifying. It is terrifying. But it's part of the at least for us I think the way that it works and the way that we do it that's comfortable, you know, to do is that it's kind of its own space that you create. Yeah. So like like the lyrics aren't any one person's lyrics. It's the. It's not one person's perspective. It's sort of a group mind. Group perspective. Perspective.
5: Yeah. It's really funny because, like, in our shows, like, we're, I think we're we tend to be very, like, a, like aggressive, even aggressively positive in moments. Um, we play like, like, really cool. <laughs> like we're super cool, and then you come to our practice, and we're just like a bunch of fucking nerds cracking <laughs> jokes for three hours. It's just. It's the, the laid back atmosphere of how the music comes together and then the fun and excitement of actually getting to play it are, are married in this really beautiful way that it's not like so intense all the time at practice that you're like, I can't fucking take it. But like, definitely not lazy when it comes to performing live either.
2: I mean, it's very much, you know, you, you practice so that you can just do the thing yeah. without having to think about it exactly. so that all that all that evil can leak out on stage <laughs> and not
4: ruin the rest of your life. <laughs> Just don't mess up Because Mike will cast a horrible <laughs> <hilarious>. <laughs> That's true
1: So when you guys write Do you tend to write as a character Like you were getting at Or are there some lyrics that are more personal Confessional uh,
5: It's a little column A, column B uh, We released on Halloween We released an EP called Halloween Hollow Queen Wolf um, And one of those songs Grave Witch was a joke because I saw a meme on the internet and I said to it in our group chat, I was like, can we please write a song called Grave Witch? And everyone was like, fuck yeah. So that just came really organically and very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you then know, we were
2: sitting at practice and Christy was playing some chords and we were yeah. like, whoa, 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 what is that? Do that again. And All she wasn't, she was just doing stuff. Yeah. Know, just, that's one of those songs that just happened.
5: Grave Witch has sort of become the, the flagship song of the new queen wolf whatever this version of queen wolf is whatever this yeah. next album will be the last
4: version
5: yeah the, the, <laughs> well, no, no. i mean like because music always evolves and mm-hmm. when i look at my favorite bands their sound is constantly evolving queen is my favorite band of all time no two albums really sound the same and i think that we also tend to very much change up our our um sound aesthetic so whatever this album's Queen Wolf Sound is like, Grave Witch has definitely become the flagship song of that because it's so different than anything we've done before. And it's really fun. It's fun to play and it's fun to do. Um, and then another song in that EP, Where the Wasps Are, were based off of some shitty dumb idea I had where I was like, I want to write a song from the perspective of the hotel and the shining, which is what that song is. Right. And it was just like some a dumb idea I had, like waking up in the morning. But like, um, there's a new song we've been working on Called Honeyblood, which is about I lost my best friend last year to a heroin overdose, and that's what that I'm song's sorry. about. So it's like it it definitely is. There are very many different points of view sort of influencing it. someday Mike will read a news article and he'll come in the next day mad as hell with an entire set of lyrics in like that. With Carrie, Buck, Carrie that. Buck, yeah, Carrie Buck oh, was yeah. definitely like you. You learn one thing and then you have to express all of it, and then so he had. And the, some of the lyrics and the verses for Carrie Buck are actually very personal to me, because I was really fucking mad one day, like two days after I auditioned for this band, and I was just like, I'm fucking pissed off at the patriarchy, and men, and white dudes, and I'm going to write all this anger on a paper, dudes, <laughs> yeah. uh, and one white dude in particular, and I'm going to put all this anger down, <laughs> and I sent it to Mike, and I was like, I don't know, this might be garbage, but here you go, if I end up being in this band this is what I have
2: to give. And that was another one where I was like, nope, it's great. And it goes like this. Here's how we sing like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. So what? it's like, what's the
1: background you... of that song? The Carrie Buck um, oh.
2: Carrie Buck was a lady in Virginia uh, in the early 20th century uh, that was used as a test case for eugenics. Ah. Uh... When, because, uh, you know, lots of lots of people think the Nazis came up with the eugenics, and no. it's not; it's the Americans. I, um, the uh, the Nazis came up with very, details. very much. Yeah. Um, so, Carrie Buck was a lady who uh, had been adopted um, and then raped by the son of her adopted family, um, and the family didn't want to deal with that. So, rather than uh, being responsible or anything, they had her uh, committed. And declared incompetent, um, which the whole, of course, the list of things that could make you incompetent, air quotes, in the law then were ridiculous. Um, and the reason that the, the lawyers and the judges wanted to convict her of that is so that they could sterilize her, because they wanted to put in a law to sterilize people that they thought were incompetent, that weren't good to breed, weren't good stock. So this lady was sterilized without her knowledge. It's fucking disgusting. It was, yeah. it was, please look it up on Wikipedia, get mad as hell, and then go listen to our song. So yeah. I was just super angry about it. I wrote a song about it. And here it goes.
5: yeah, uh yeah, we played <laughs> that song the night, we played a show on election night mm-hmm. last year and that was the song that was one of the songs we did. that was like
4: that oh me. yeah, that was really hard. Was we rough. went on
5: to play and Clinton was winning. We came off, and Trump had pretty much clenched it and like but I just remember yeah, that singing no that song sure. on election night and and just being <laughs> so mad. <laughs> so angry at but the world like
2: that that song like a lot of them um, it's whatever it's influenced by there are there are lyrics in there that are metaphorical or from not real life and the things that are deeply intensely personal from both of yes. us so hopefully if we're doing it right we won't be able to tell which is which very true
1: so uh how is on Song Monsters different from your earlier releases those EPs you had out those like uh, singles <sighs>
4: A little more polished, a little more focused, I think, for that one. In yeah. what way? I mean, we we took our time with it a little more than we had in, in the past, and we we had kind of like done the previous ones with time constraints, like the one album of uh, what was the one of the open one. Oh, middle distance, middle distance. Like that was kind of because
2: we, we had to record that the week before she got deported.
4: Yeah, so that one <laughs> was as is what we re- could record before she left. So that one was kind of like, here's your time constraint. You have like a week, and that's what we had to knock out. So that was pretty much a live demo-ish kind of thing. That's I think that's why some of the songs still remained for Unsung Monsters. Yeah, that's crazy. So are you,
1: are you guys comfortable? What what happened there? That's
4: probably um, crazy. Long story short, it was a financial thing, and her uh, her family kind of screwed something up on the the back end. So you have to. I think you have to have a certain amount of money in a bank account just in case anything goes wrong. For a student visa. She was here on a student visa. A student visa. And like uh if your bank account dips below a certain level, they'll boot your ass out. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. And like, apparently it's next to impossible to get that student visa again once it expires yeah. or whatever happens. Yeah, we tried
2: for a couple months really like looking into options and stuff and just
1: that must have been really hard, so how did, um, I mean, you said you looked for options to help, but uh, what was the fallout from that, apart from her having to leave,
4: obviously? Uh, it's, it came so sudden, and it was just to kind of, like, roll with it, just like everything else. Like, we've had several lineup changes, Mike and I, because, like, as we've been playing been what, since '04, so it's been 14 mm-hmm. years or so. Zlinks. Like, from Lovers and Killers, which was the original band that we were in up until now, there had been a slew of lineup changes and stuff like that, so we... We've kind of learned to roll with the punches and just kind of accept it and move on. Like there was nothing we can do, so you're powerless to keep Yoko here or have kind of any sort of salvation in that sense. So you just kinda of, kinda of play it by ear and take the next step as it comes. You guys still in
1: touch
4: with her? Uh, on the internet. I mean, mm-hmm. talk to her once in a while, but I mean, she's so busy and we're busy. Like I don't even really talk to people that live in Baltimore that often, so <laughs> <laughs> but she yeah. yeah,
2: she's doing good. She's still playing in bands in Japan. That's cool. being Yoko. Maybe you guys can uh,
1: tour together someday. <laughs> One can hope. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. I was want to go hang out in Japan. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Um so what does the future hold? you guys working on anything? I'll
2: be at anytime soon. Um, we're playing the, well, we're playing a show tomorrow, but whenever this comes out it will have already happened. Yeah. Sorry sorry, future people, you missed it. We're playing um, in Philly in March. Playing in yeah, we're playing College Park at the Milk Boy Art House on March tenth. Uh, we're playing in Philly. I don't the know 24th. where on the twenty fourth. Um, and there's a we're, we have a big thing happening on four twenty on April twentieth. Like we can't say what
4: it is yet. so it's not, not because it's illegal. It has nothing to do with that.
5: No, 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 no. no, no. we just not allowed it.
4: It's so the super details. legal, dude. It's
5: like the most legal thing you've ever heard of. Yeah, but most legal. We also have like a fucking dope ass new logo that we're about to hit y'all with. Oh, you yeah. weren't even excited about prepared. that werewolf. <laughs>
3: and we're working right, on it. Alright, What does it look
5: like? Um, I, I think we were in practice one day. It might have just been the class. <us. throat> mm-hmm. I
3: don't
5: know where the girls were, but uh, I was
0: looking Throw at the internet. <laughs> <laughs> the <girls. laughs> you know how we go go are. You know, period, <laughs> oh, was, right. Right. <laughs> yeah, we there was, was a, on a period, so we were crying <laughs> and eating yogurt.
2: <laughs> there was a question. Asher Asher asked a question on Facebook. He wants to know what conditioner I use. It's the Mane and Tail conditioner. That's the good stuff.
5: Um, and I I was was looking at, I was like, oh, that was awesome. Yeah, it's really I'm
1: looking at the logo. It's awesome.
5: Yeah, I just, uh, we asked our friends, and we gave her three words, which were Lisa Frank Werewolf. Yeah. And it is exactly that. She nailed it. Yeah, dude. Shannon Light Hadley, man. She's a freelancer. Hit her up. She's fucking dope.
4: You want to say that again?
5: Shannon Light Hadley. (laughs) Graphic design freelancer.
4: There you go. Sorry.
5: I I do talk very fast. Diction. (laughs) <laughs> and whenever we write enough
2: songs that we're happy about, we'll record a new album. We're like halfway yeah. there. Yeah. Now.
5: Yeah, we've had some. It's funny though, because like Grave Witch now is starting to, it's starting to feel like old. It's starting to feel like we wrote it such a long time ago.
2: Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's and we definitely... did. It's like six months old or something. It's not. Yeah.
5: A... Um.
4: We've heard songs so quickly.
5: <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's some there's some new s- stuff coming coming sometime yeah. mm-hmm. someday.
2: We're opening for a death metal band in May. Ooh, That's going to be exciting. should be exciting.
1: Yeah. Uh, have you played with the death metal bands before? No, there good go. lord. That would make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but the person... I'm wondering how the audience... Hopefully they appreciate I'll it. I'll be
2: fine. A, if they, if they don't, they can fight me about it. <laughs> it's our stage while we're up there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But it's a band that... It's this band, Gigan, that I love. And a friend of mine booked the show. And she asked us if we would open... I'm not really a
1: metal person, but I feel like I know that name. Is that possible? They've been on a
2: ton of, like, best of 2017 metal album lists this year. Um, So it's entirely likely that you've seen their name on the intertubes. Sure. So maybe the audience will hate us, but I won't care, because I'll be at the show for free. (laughs) (laughs) I think
5: uh, we we tend to get actually booked on a lot of very diverse shows.
2: The, The punk bands think we're a metal band, and the metal bands think we're a punk band, and the other types of bands think we're too loud. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's really that is very true
1: you definitely <laughs> yeah. have both of those worlds going on I can see i see that for sure um, so have you been able to play out of town a lot do you mostly do shows in Baltimore
2: we haven't this lineup has not been able to play out of town yet okay. um, so this year will be our first jaunts in the yeah. van out of Baltimore um, we haven't been able to do it as much as we would like the last you know, year or two yeah. or whatever <laughs> with all the crazy lineup changes and deported people and exploding bass players and all that so we're very much excited
4: about getting back to just being a band doing band stuff yeah, yeah the line of changes do kind of like make everything kind of slow down a little bit put everything on hold yeah. like ended up playing more in Baltimore than we would like to we had to kind of initiate a like a one time in Baltimore a month two times maximum kind of thing so we're not just playing in Baltimore too much yeah you like,
0: like your oh
4: yeah plus we feel like they don't come out the shows We're like oh, I'll see you next week mm-hmm. and then they don't
2: well, then it's yeah. the, there's some, there's some aspect of it that's like, a, like the, we're still trying to work out who and what we are as a unit. You know what I mean? So there's some of that, that you just don't want to work out in public necessarily. Yeah, You, know, you don't always want to invite everyone to every rehearsal of the play. Yeah.
0: It took me
5: six months after I joined the band to play live with you guys.
2: I'm still working out what to do with my head and my body without hair and I shaved my head like
5: <laughs>
2: 10 years ago. <laughs> so shit just takes time.
1: It's hard being a white dude. I bet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you
5: know what? You never really hear about how hard it is doing a white
0: dude. You don't.
2: I you know? Hope we need
5: more of that you know, respect.
2: We shoulder it gracefully.
4: We <laughs> I mean, it's like next
5: album is just uh, called "White Dude bro. Yeah.
4: Oh, Lord, sponsored by Fox. Yeah, seriously. Uh,
1: so what I was trying to get at with the question about playing in Baltimore is, um, so you're kind of in between metal and punk a little bit. What, uh, do you feel like there's room for you guys in the scene here? Has it been have people been pretty receptive? We're like
4: floaters, basically. We don't really fit in anywhere hmm. specifically, we're but we kind of like very, very much in a liminal space.
2: We kind of we're not any we're not really part of any group, but we get to move drew a few of them mm-hmm. which is cool we're um, always like a sore thumb yeah like, like everything else we you know we're just kind of carving out our own space as we go as best we can
5: i think we're really lucky like between mike being a recording engineer and uh, christy and i both used to work at school of rock many moons ago i actually knew christy before i knew she was in this band from working with her. Um, not from the pit store. No, from, not from actually <laughs> When I was 17. You were beneath her uh, then. I was. I was in high school. <laughs>
4: How the tides will um,
5: changed. And through... The
2: guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I wish through, listeners you uh, could have seen Chuck's air guitar. It <laughs> <laughs> was impressive. excellent.
5: Uh, <laughs> Froze, which I do a lot of work with and, and Mike does a little tiny amount of work with and Becky, who's the lead singer of Infinite Pizza, which is Chuck and Mike's other band. It's also a member of us. Like, we know a lot of musicians. We know a tremendous amount of people who are playing in Baltimore bands. There are friends. And occasionally there are other bandmates. Christy also plays in Liberata. But, like, um, we, you know, Christy and I used to work with Dan Ryan. who plays in Super City. And who occasionally is the guitarist for Alcols, who, mm. are, you know, are definitely always playing around Baltimore. Um, and we used to work with the guys in Medium Cheetah. who used to be in... um the love book junkie. So like we, we are lucky enough to be able to play with our friends a lot. Um, and, and I think that that is also part of our gig, you know, cause we sometimes we'll play on a set of all bros bands. If we're playing a bros fundraiser mm-hmm. or, um, or a party, you know, it's so it's, uh, I think that's another reason why it's so diverse. It's because we know a lot of diverse musicians and we're fortunate enough that they're, also fucking pros who can book a show and yeah and get their life together and, and get a gig.
2: And we end up filling the niche of either <clears throat> the light band on the heavy show or the heavy band on the light show.
5: Yeah, that tends to happen a lot. Definitely a lot. We definitely played one show with Joe Squared where it was like who it was like us and Medium cheetah and legends of etc And it was like a bunch of like like very like uh small indie Bands And then yeah, us Yeah a lot of polite indie <laughs> rock and then A else. lot of polite indie rock And then us Yeah, yeah. Legends of Etc Has been on the show I would, I, I think you guys Would <clears>
1: be an interesting Build together I think it It, it was a work, cool show yeah. yeah
2: Yeah They were You know I mean You know They're really Way more mellow Than you guys but right? right but still Super technical yeah. mm-hmm. So like, They're very good yeah. yeah It was an interesting Juxtaposition <laughs> They're cool I like them. Yeah. There were
5: students At School of Rock When Christy and I Were teachers Yeah there, So that was real fun To like Be able to play on them yeah. Or play on show They're then, great For me yeah, Sweet. they're really, really awesome. I think actually they just broke up. So. Yeah. Oh really? So I did. I yeah. did see some of oh. that. Oh. Well, Jacob's at Berkeley, and Serena's
2: working. Mm. Live bummer. Yeah,
1: but uh, all right. So I, I guess we'll kind of wind things down. Is there anything that you guys want to plug, or anything else we didn't get
3: to that you, you have in your minds? I have a podcast. <laughs> I keep oh, looking oh, at you. Say it. You it's called. Podcast? It's called Flat and Underwhelming. It's it's on SoundCloud, and it's just me and my friend just talking. Christy's on all the episodes. I am. About anything in particular? No, whatever we want. It's just fun. All right, everybody check that out. check out my podcast.
2: They're good music stabs good like samples oh
3: yeah i do the samples i run the mm. soundboard
2: yep. <laughs> i enjoy the soundboard do
3: you drop air horns in because that's something i want to get into this yeah I, I probably i've definitely done all, some <laughs> alarms for sure
2: <laughs> for sure just, just somewhere drop an air horn in the middle of this interview. <laughs> Apropos <laughs> nothing. don't explain yeah. it and then hopefully they'll make it to the end here and understand yeah and if they don't fuck or the white guy. Did <laughs> you <laughs> start censoring it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we're looking for guitar players but we didn't want any... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That
4: could go hardly wrong. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah yep. seriously. I'm going to stop
0: talking. Um, oh I also have a podcast. Oh my god. Uh, has, it's it come, called, has it come out? No, yeah. it's not out yet, but it's uh, forthcoming on SoundCloud. It's called Get Your Life Fests On. And it's a podcast that uh, only deals with uh, issues and talks about uh, the movie The Titanic. <laughs> it's only about the oh movie The Titanic. God. What about that's historical genius. facts? No, nope. that's not at all on this. This whoa. is just, just about whoa. the 1997
5: film. I'm a, okay, so I'm about to sound like an asshole because I didn't know about any of this. But no, Mike and I also have a podcast. <laughs> I've had this podcast for a very long time, though, <laughs> longer than yours. Uh, about five years. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's like not, it's, uh, whatever. festival's for right? is better uh, than like This podcast life, Best Baltimore City Paper RP. Uh, no, but like and I do a podcast uh, called Now Slang. It's a tangent of my old podcast, Instant Screaming.
0: Oh.
5: And you can we
2: find re- us we review uh, currently in theater horror movies. Yeah,
5: oh, okay. We just did ins- Inside you was 4.
2: The insidious. list
5: Volaski. Uh that'll be <laughs> dropping this week,
0: actually. Awesome. So. Well, yes. on um, the first episode of uh Get your life vest on. We played, we played a game where... Um, this is now a podcast fight. Do you remember when um, uh, Kate Winslet yells, I know what ice fishing is in the movie? Yeah. yeah. We had a game where my friend ran outside and screamed, I know what ice fishing is. And then we saw if we could hear him inside. Yeah, that was <laughs> one of the segments that lasted like 20 minutes. No, I'm
5: really excited. Like, I'm genuinely excited. So I'm
0: just saying, I think our... Podcast might last a little longer, like (laughs) in like the zeitgeist than yours, because like those movies come out a lot. But we're playing, like, innovative games. That's what I'm, like,
4: trying to say. No, right.
5: I am genuinely excited to listen to okay. this nonsense. Okay, good.
0: I
4: feel like I need a podcast now. Yeah, <laughs> you do. <laughs> you you, do. Can, you can can a, a podcast. podcast.
1: This is what your podcast is going to be. It's going to be a podcast about these podcasters talking shit about the other podcasters. Yeah. yeah that very weird. well. You yes. can
2: host a podcast where podcasters get together and fight about their podcasts.
4: <laughs> I figured I was mansplain over top of their female podcast.
5: <laughs> there you go. Yes, perfect.
2: I don't think there's any of that on the internet. Can you, can you <laughs> name it Potter Knows Best? <laughs> hey. like, no. yeah, wow. no. hey. yeah. I need Christ. coffee so badly.
1: <laughs> oh my God. All right, on that note, uh, we're gonna wrap things up. If I don't know if you've listened to episodes, I always ask what advice would you have for younger musicians, newer musicians. So why don't we just go around this way? Uh, do you have any words of wisdom for people playing music?
4: don't expect to make any money. Expect this to hemorrhage all of your money and time and strain your relationships. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's dark. It, yeah. it sucks. But I mean, if you really want to play music and continuously play music and have fun with it, it's going to put strains on other aspects of your life. Like I just turned 40 and I was like, yep, still doing the same shit I was mm-hmm. doing like in high school, but on a somewhat bigger level yep. with bigger drums. Spending money. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I am just looking at all my shit I'm like, Oh, all this stuff in this room, this is all us. This is all one band. <laughs> just a heads up.
2: Yeah. No, yeah, this is all our junk. We have so much junk.
4: Um, it's a room. I am not too be Like, Not in a bragging sense, but I cannot control myself when buying equipment and stuff like that. I'm literally looking at three of my drum sets set up and all my extra shit on the wall behind it. I had to buy a rack just for uh, snare drums because I can't sell them. I'm a porter, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kind of. Let's talk about your closet I full know. of vans. <laughs> uh, They're not in the closet anymore. I
5: thought you meant like the vehicle. Uh, i uh, very confused.
4: So when I was dating my this little sidebar, you mentioned my vans. I'm no. being a hoarder. Oh, I well, have the yeah. No, you shouldn't have. Oh, it, it's a funny little anecdote for how my life is horrible. So um, uh, <laughs> when, when uh, when I, before I got married, when I started dating my wife and she moved in, uh, she was like, "Can I get some closet space?" And I was like no that's where all my stuff lives I had an entire closet for nothing but shoes and I've since moved out of the closet and under a bed but yeah I have a shit ton of shoes and everything else in my life I just can't stop I need help (laughs) so if anybody out there does things like that help People, like, have problems. Reduce your shoes. You're a shopaholic, girl. Oh, I am. Like the Amazon has <laughs> be shopping. Yeah. <laughs> like I love Amazon. I hate that it's right there at my fingers whenever I need something. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, mm-hmm. it'll be here tomorrow. So our <laughs> advice for bands is to
2: stockpile vans. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Get sponsorships. Save right. money.
5: Um, I guess sort of my general advice uh, would be to be innovate, like constantly keep innovating. Listen to other kinds of music that you wouldn't necessarily listen to because it's going to influence you. It's going to be fucking awesome. Um, Practice. Be on your shit. And uh, don't fucking play fucked up because you think you sound better, but you don't. And I guess uh, my advice for singers is uh, fucking listen to yourself singing every once in a while. Record yourself. Know what you sound like and learn how to sing harmonies. Like, know them know how to sing it, be able to hear it, because uh, nothing's worse than people who think that they can sing harmonies who can't. I, Nothing, no,
3: no. Dude, I hate when people can't sing harmonies. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a pet peeve and I feel yeah. bad because I'm like, oh, it's loud, but like, uh-huh. you should be able to sing your harmonies. No, yeah. You
0: know how whenever someone sings happy birthday, there's that one person who's like, sings the harmony at the end. Yeah, and, and then like, like waits for the eyes to turn. Like. <laughs>
5: yeah, normally it's fucking alpha. I mean, uh, like, Mike and I try and be so on our shit when it comes to our... our vocals like we don't even sometimes we don't even turn the vocals on in the monitor because you should know what note you're singing you should know if you're singing the right note
2: yeah no, ideally sure.
5: ideally <laughs> sometimes <laughs> that doesn't work out that
0: way hearing it helps i find yeah. no yeah
5: i i i know hearing what you guys are playing helps me i don't hmm. even hear myself hmm. because if i'm hearing myself then i'm just hearing myself sing the wrong note like, if if I'm on the wrong note. Like, I need to be able to hear what's going on around me to know that I'm...
0: Yeah, to do the right thing. To There's do the right
5: thing. Yeah, well, no, to, to make sure that I'm singing in the chord that I'm supposed to be singing in. If all I'm getting is my own vocals fucking blasted at me and it's the wrong note, then I'm just confidently singing the wrong note because that's all I fucking hear. True. So, yeah.
2: This will segue into my advice bit. Wear earplugs, you scumbags. Yes! I know, I can't hear Well... Let me let me clue you in on a magnificent thing about the human brain. It will adjust. Mm-hmm. Your hearing will figure out how to adjust to the earplugs, and then you'll be able to hear things later. And then when your harmonies are bad, you'll know because you'll be able to hear. Mm-hmm. It's okay to take them out at shows. I do it, too, when we play. I don't wear earplugs because, you know, I can't feel nothing, babe. But <laughs> I love that, But, too. like, where It's a good one. I love but that. But wear earplugs ear at <laughs> practice. Protect your hearing. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so important. So important to be able to hear if you're gonna play music. Yep. Why <laughs> do I have to say it like that? It's clear. Just wear the earplugs. Thanks, Dad. And Welcome. if you can't
5: hear somebody at practice, like, learn enough to be able to turn up and down people's fucking amps and microphones, yep. morons. Oh, Sorry. yeah, there's there's a
2: second. <laughs> be careful of your amp volumes. <laughs> like, spend time getting yourself sounding good in a room. If you yeah. can sound just good... Like, if you gotta rely on a PA to hear stuff, you are fucked. Like, it's never, you're, you're at the mercy of sound people. Like, you, you gotta figure out how to just be a band and sound good in a room. And then after that, you know, no one, no one can dim your shine, girl. <laughs>
0: right.
1: What words of wisdom do you
0: have? Um, so. I would say, you know, just like find your sick riffs. <laughs> and, you know, be a Pisces and just jam. <laughs> That's what I'd say. You make like it sound so easy, I love it. That's all it is, bro. And if you, like, <laughs> the, the guitar players, like, learn your fucking scales, you lazy fucks. I'm sorry!
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm not trying that hard. I didn't mean that to you. <laughs> I meant
0: that's all the young guitar players, because I am a guitar like the teacher, one, too.
2: No, I'm definitely no, not a young guitar player. And I'm
0: please learn your fucking scales. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to keep telling you.
1: Alright. What, uh, what
3: face tips we got? This is for all fretting instruments is to know the notes you're playing. That's yeah. it. That's that's basically if you're playing an instrument, know what you, how to play your instrument and know what you're doing. Cuz mm-hmm. Christian and I both went to music school and like everything our all our teachers say is so true like every time you play you should be playing like you should try to be making actual like music, you know. Don't just like play randomly. You should think about it.
0: Yeah. Think about your sick riffs.
3: Yeah, think about your sick riffs. Have yeah. fun. Be, like, cool. Yeah. You can be dumb. Right. But it should come from, like... Think about
0: them. That's how I think about all the riffs in this band. Because yeah. I don't think about the lyrics or anything. I just think of things as, like, big cartoons. So I'm like, yeah. this riff sounds like if I was in a Camaro in the desert in the 70s, and <laughs> you know, I rolled over the hood. And That's not so specific. specific. It is. Yeah. Well, I get a very specific picture of what the riff paints in my mind. Yeah. And then we translate it out, and then you do whatever the lyrics. I don't know. I don't care. You know, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff that doesn't matter. I'm just kidding.
5: Can we revisit Christy's
2: idea for the original
0: <laughs> chorus of Grave Witch? Oh the, yeah, Grave <laughs> Witch. <laughs> it! Witch. So- it! I thought it would be sick. I thought you, you wanted to write a song called fucking Grave Witch. I thought it was a joke. I thought we were all going to scream Grave Witch. No. You thought
2: Grave Witch was a
0: joke? Yeah. It's this Grave Witch. I'm so like offended. like saying Fire Goblin. I'm so offended. <laughs>
4: oh, fire no, Goblin's going to be a great <laughs> band. I'm was like, that's going to be a good song. Yeah. yeah. Track
1: 7, Fire Goblin. Ha.
4: All
1: right. Thanks so you much. You heard it here
4: first.
3: Yeah. Fire
1: Goblin. All right, everybody, enjoy your fire goblins, queen wolf. Thank you so much. This was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, thank yeah, you. you. Yeah, Hope sorry. to see you guys at a show soon.
3: Whee! Take care. Thanks.